This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello, and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Grace Johnson. How are you doing, Grace? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been mm-hmm. a little bit since you and I talked, but mm-hmm. it is winter. Yes. It is January, which means all of the fun winter stuff is mostly done. Yeah. And so now it's time to kind of, you know, get through winter. <laughs> yeah. And one thing that a lot of people use their winter for is reading and writing. I know that like... In terms of New Year's resolutions, I want to read more books is like one of the big ones, probably second only to I want to get fit or go to the gym more. So I wanted to have you on to chat a little bit about, you know, some of the fun winter book stuff that's going on. We'll talk about Door County Reads, which is coming up pretty soon. And uh, we'll talk about the 2022 HAL Prize because submissions are open and it's a great chance for people to show off their writing, their photography and potentially win some money. So why don't we talk a little bit about kind of what you've been dabbling in. How's your new year starting in terms of reading and writing? Actually, I'm off to a pretty good start right now. As far as reading goes, I'm currently reading three things at once, which is also not like an advisable thing, but also I can't really help myself. You're a multi-book reader. You don't do one to completion and then move on. Typically I read two things at once. I usually have an audiobook that I have picked out so that I can listen to that while I'm like driving while to you're work. reading while I'm reading. Book. It's all about quantity for you. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, I used to set really strict reading goals for myself even, you know, just a few years ago and was very hard on myself if I didn't hit those goals or, you know, was lagging behind and things like that. And it ended up just being a super toxic kind of system. So I am one that encourages setting goals, but also like don't follow them so strictly that reading becomes more of a task than like an actual enjoyable, you know, hobby. All right. So that being said, what is your reading goal for 2022? Well, I have a few actually. I typically like to do the Goodreads reading challenge. Again, you know, that that's a very simple one where you just kind of like set a number of books that you want to read for the year. I usually don't set mine very high because you never really know what's going to happen in the year. So, you know, some people set like goals of like a hundred books. I'm like, eh, no way. So that's like two books a week. Yes. That's and a lot of books. It's a lot of books. It's a lot to keep up with. And Goodreads, by the way, is like book social media. Right? Yes. Facebook for books. I somehow am connected to Goodreads. I don't know how it, it happened for me. It's I think through it, your wife's Kindle. Yeah. If you, if you have a Kindle or listen to Audible, I think they just automatically make you one sometimes. Yeah. So. It's um, Goodreads is now owned by Amazon. So if you use Amazon products, it typically will like link up. If you have like a Kindle or like an Audible account, it will usually just automatically update your Goodreads page. So yeah, if you I don't want to, people seeing what you're reading. Right turn it off. I had to audit that last year because I was like, wait a minute, everybody's seeing everything that me and my wife reads, like all my friends from high school and you. One day you came into the office and you're like, oh, so you just read that. And I was like, 
no, Victoria read that. So then I had to, it was a whole thing. So check out Goodreads and make sure that, you know, you're not accidentally sharing everything. Spotify was the same way. It was like, hey, do you want to share literally everything you listen to with all of your Facebook friends? And I was like, I no. super don't want to do that. Yeah. But anyway, Goodread challenge seems like a good one to kind of yeah. track that. And if you use Goodreads to track your reading and stuff like that, it's kind of integrated. Yeah, exactly. And then if you also, another really good website actually that I also use in addition to Goodreads is called the Storygraph. And a lot of people are switching over just because there's a lot of problems with the um, Goodreads interface and it's quite outdated, you know, even though considering Amazon is like, you know, one of the hugest companies and they can't spend a little money to update the website. Sure. But the Storygraph is kind of similar, only they focus more on kind of like reading stats. So if you're really into that, like the number of books you read and like the percentage of fiction versus nonfiction or what the mood of the book that you like to read, things like that. It keeps these really great like charts and graphs for you that you can use to kind of track that, which is really fun, but reading goals. So Goodreads challenge is a really basic one. And then for me, the goals that I kind of now set for myself are more broad. So I have a problem with starting book series and then never finishing them because I'm jumping around. So for me, the main goal of this year is to pick out series that I have physically in my library and then actually finish those series if I liked the first book, you know, and it's even just picking out some of those, that's a good 30 some books already. Right. So series get are to. becoming a priority. Yeah, they're becoming a priority. And, you know, a lot of them that I tend to pick up are part of longer series. So like one of them that I want to try to read is, uh, you know, a nine book series. Each of those books are like 600, 700 pages long. So it's going to be a little bit of slog, but you know. All right. So those are your particular reading challenges for this year. Mm -hmm. I'm sure everybody else has their own goals and there are lots of ways that people can read with each other this year. We'll talk about Dork Honey Reads here coming up, but you also kind of looked into different book clubs and reading groups as well for The Pulse this week, right? Yeah. So this week we, in the paper, included a list of the Dork Honey Library. Pretty much all of their branches have a book club that meets monthly. There are some overlap in some of the books, but there is a good diversity of what you can find. So that's a great way to start off if you want to read more books or maybe read out of your comfort zone. Joining a book club is always a really easy way and you're kind of reading with other people. There are some virtual options, I believe, for these book clubs as well if you don't want to meet in person, if that you know makes you uncomfortable. Is there a calendar or like a list of books that they're doing or anything like that that you can check out? Yeah, so we have that up on our website right now, but you could also go to the Dork Honey Library website, which they are going to have the most updated information. So some of the book clubs kind of pick their books for the entire year. Some are more quarterly or six months. So as they add new titles, you can find it there. Cool. Have you done a book group or a book club or reading group or anything like that up here? Yes, very casually. So that was going to be my other suggestion. Also, if you don't necessarily like the structure of a traditional book club, or if you know, you're more nervous about, I don't know, joining other people that you don't know, I always recommend doing like buddy reading with your friends. Your wife and I did that uh, last year and it's just, you know, find a friend who wants to read the same book as you and you know, read it together, send messages, talk about it. We did a little fun dinner when we finished the book and went out and talked all about it. And, you know, that's a really good way to do it. You know, I, I didn't grow up as a big reader 
I, I had a couple like young adult theories that I really enjoyed, but I didn't read a ton. My wife did. My wife is a huge reader and she would tell me stories about, and, and I've heard other stories about like when Harry Potter would come out, you'd go to the midnight release, you'd get the new book with your friend and the two of you would go home and you would read your separate copies, you know, sitting on the floor together in your bedroom. And that would be how you would hang out is you would just silently read together and freak out about things and be like, did you get to this page yet? No, I'm, I'm two pages. Don't say anything. And then you'd catch up. And then that to me sounds like such a wonderful, but also strange experience to spend most of your time in silence doing an individual thing, but doing it together. Well, I mean, it's really nice because for me, the friends that I hang out with my best friend for the majority, they do enjoy books and reading, but they have dyslexia, dysgraphia. So for them physically reading isn't what they do in their free time. So what ends up happening a lot is like I would hang out with them just casually. They're working on something else and I would be reading by myself with them and want to talk about it. But since they're not also reading the book, they don't know. So even though there's this weird reading together, but separately, it's fun when you have somebody else there that you can just turn to and say, ah, you know. Interesting. By the way, have either of them tried reading on a Kindle? Kindle has a built-in font for people with dyslexia, mm -hmm. and it makes every letter unique. Interesting. So nothing looked like all curves, D's and B's and P's. Everything looks a little bit different from each other, so it's easier to not like mm -hmm. move things around. I'd be curious to know how well something like that works. Or yeah. No, I know they if they usually read its audiobooks, which is also a really great option. And a really great way to get more reading in. I highly recommend listening to audiobooks. I love that when you come on, you you basically do little advertisements for <laughs> reading. Like yeah, just yeah. the idea of reading rather than anything particular. Yeah, I, I don't it just brings me so much joy and I love watching people talk about books, you know, online. I watch a lot of videos of reviews and things like that. And even if somebody is talking about a book that I would never probably read, watching them talk about it so enthusiastically makes me very happy. I love seeing people get joy out of reading. Well, I'm sure people who are like you are feeling that same way about listening to you get excited about books. So let's talk about Door County Reads. Yeah. Uh, the two books are by Michael Perry. They are Truck, A Love Story, and Population 485. 85. Yeah. A couple numbers. Not Fahrenheit, whatever that one is. No, that's okay. Fahrenheit 451, Ray Bradbury. Wait, which one is this? Population? 485. This is so close. You guys, come on. <laughs> come up with more distinct titles, please. Mm. But those are both available now. Door County Reads is really going to start kicking off in February, so mm -hmm. you still have plenty of time to check out both of those books. Yeah. I know that you can get them for free for the library. I don't know how stock is doing on those. I did check in with them, and they said that there are still a few books left. And additionally, what they like to do and they encourage people to do is if you finish the book, you can also bring it back to the library so that somebody else can pick it up. So there also might be a chance throughout the month that things are kind of being returned so you can go check it out. So I would definitely check with your library branch and see if there are any copies. Yeah, you can pick it up for free. I've heard good things about both books, especially population number, 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 because Miles Danhausen said that it is like the quintessential small town book. Like he read it and was like, oh man, I should have wrote this about Door County. Yeah. Right? So... 
I'd recommend picking them up just in general mm-hmm. if you wanted to get them in hard copy. I'm sure they're available on audiobook, ebook, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's plenty of time to read before events kick off. What are the big kind of tentpole events for Door Cunning Reads that you're excited about? This year, they are celebrating uh, 15 years of doing this program. So one of the first events they're going to be doing is this online kickoff where they're going to be talking to some of the people that have been part of Door County Reads throughout the years and how all of this kind of came together and where they are now, which I think is pretty interesting. And then also I would really like the um, author keynote. That's always really fun kind of listening to somebody talk about the writing and especially with the stuff that, you know, he writes, like Miles said, I, I started population 485. Um, it's one of the books I'm reading right now and it's, Every chapter is both absolutely hysterical and also horrifying and sad, but really good. You did a uh, an episode of the podcast with Morgan Mann from the library a couple of weeks ago. So if you want more information about kind of the whole slate of things that are going on, I'd check that out. We also have all of the events on our event calendar at doorcountypulse.com as well. So people can look through there and figure it out. Is there going to be a mix of in-person and virtual again this year? Yeah, they are going to be offering a lot of virtual again. They found that it was a really great way to get people even outside of the county kind of participating as well. And the usually will post if you can't make it to something they will usually if they're recording it post the video on their website doorcountyreads.org so that you can still go back and watch stuff even if you missed it perfect let's take a break grace and then when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about the 2022 how prize the current issue of the how prize is available now so people can check that out really really beautiful magazine book whatever you want to call it. Ryan Miller did some really striking graphic design for it. Uh, of course, featuring the photography and the the different writings and poetry that are in it. So I definitely recommend picking that up. But the submissions for the 2022 issue are open now so people can check that out. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about how you can uh, enter the How Prize and win money. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwanee counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers. Okay, we are back. So as we kind of look back on the 2021 HAL Prize, this was the first inaugural issue of the 8142 Review, which is our new literary magazine that kind of collects the HAL Prize in its entirety. What are your takeaways from actually putting out a magazine for the HAL Prize for the first time? It was pretty stressful. Yeah, you had a huge part in it. And uh, it was kind of your baby for a long time. Uh, Things got postponed with COVID that first year, but it made it out this year. And uh, I think it turned out really well. How do you think it it turned out? I'm pretty happy with the final result. Obviously, you know, there's always things that you wish you could do differently or do better. And, you know, now we have every opportunity each year to only improve from the first issue, but we really wanted to be able to kind of bring the presentation of the contest to the next level. It was just growing so big that it could just physically wasn't going to be able to work in the paper anymore. And 
we wanted to try and be able to elevate, you know, the way that we present the winners and their writing and their photography. And, you know, I think we're on the path to making that even better. So, yeah. Wasn't it like almost double the amount of submissions for 2021? Yeah. We saw 2019 before that was our best year and it was in the 400 range. 2020 was obviously a weird year for everybody. So it went down a little bit, but in 2021, it was 873 submissions, I believe, which is just insane. I was never expecting that many. And as the day grew closer to submissions, I'm like, there's no way we're going to be able to get through all of these. And, you know, it was really exciting. Well, that being said, submissions are open now for fiction, nonfiction, poetry, and photography. Mm -hmm. uh, we have our four judges announced in this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse as well. Who are the judges for each category? So this year we have Joshua Philip Johnson for our fiction judge. He is from Minnesota. His first book came out actually last year. It's called The Forever Sea. It's very good. Angela Palm Hopkins is our nonfiction judge. And Adrian Mateka is our poetry judge. He's from Indiana. And then Lars Tulpelman is going to be our photography judge. And he is actually from Door County, from around here, and he's back now. So that's always really exciting being able to have someone with Door County ties being able to participate. Right. People can submit to thehowprize.com, right? That's Correct. That's the, the URL. And for people who haven't heard about the How Prize or have but have never submitted before, what are the criteria for submitting? It doesn't have to be about Door County, right? Correct. Yes. We are open to pretty much anything. There are, you know, of like a few restrictions, obviously. There's like a writing limit of 4,000 words for fiction and nonfiction writings. But I mean, we really encourage everybody on all skill levels to submit because you just, you know, you never know. You don't have to be from Door County to participate. It doesn't have to be a story about Door County. It doesn't have to be in any specific genre or anything like that. You know, we are, every year we definitely like to try and encourage people who normally wouldn't submit, you know, just give it a try. I think it's worth it. Yeah. It's not a writer's contest. It's a writing contest in yeah. photography. So e even if you don't consider yourself to be a writer, I'm sure you have a story to tell. Everybody mm -hmm. does have a story to tell. So if you've never, you know, gotten any writing published or never submitted to a contest before, this is a pretty cool one to try your hand at. It's still relatively small. I mean, it, mm -hmm. 800 submissions is pretty big for the HAL Prize, but it's still a relatively small competition when you think about larger national writing competitions. Yeah. So, you know, why not? At the very least, it doesn't cost a lot to submit and, you know, you've got a pretty good chance of getting your writing published, which is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, I like to think of us as like a very good option if you've never submitted to a contest before. Our submission costs, like you said, are pretty low in comparison to a lot of other people, you know, helps dip your toes into the water. We see a lot of people who this is, you know, their first time submitting something and they just felt that this was a good option for them for the first time. So yeah. The deadline is to be announced, but it should be somewhere around September. So you have time. Yeah. You have time to write and shoot some photos this year. Is there a limit to how many submissions you can make? No, you can submit as many things as you want. It is one creative piece per submission though. So you can't like take five photos and submit them all at once. Got it. But you can do all four categories. But you can do all four categories if you want. You know, there are people that have done that. And in the past, there are people that have won in two different categories. 
that happened, I think that was last year, actually, that we had somebody went in two different categories. Right. So the thing that everybody is waiting with bated breath to hear, what are the prizes? Of course, you get, uh, you know, if, if you're in a top place or an honorable mention, you get published in the 8142 review. Mm-hmm. But there's some cash prizes and some other prizes as well, right? Yes, exactly. So right now, for our first place winners, it's $250. And then they also get a mug that is made by a local potter, Clay Bay Pottery. They always do really wonderful work. And it's one of those things that not many places do. And we find that a lot of people submitting are interested in getting one of those. And it's a new design every year it's for a new the design. Mug, right? Yep. So even if you've won in the past... Hey, got to get that new mug. Got to get the new one. And then second place winners uh, receive $100 and third place receive 50 And then in addition this year, the Peninsula School of Art is also going to be giving the photography winner a gift card for the classes that's valued at about $250. So Awesome. Is there anything else that people need to know about the How Prizes things are coming up? Of course, people can get the 8142 review pretty much anywhere you can find stuff in Door County. Just open your eyes and spin around. You'll be able to find it. I definitely recommend picking that up. But is there anything else people need to know about the upcoming competition? We open our contest very early because what we want to do is kind of get it on people's mind at the beginning of the year. And as you are setting your writing goals or your photography goals for the year, we like you to keep us in mind, think about it and take the year to workshop it and send it out for editing and, you know, really think about it. And, you know, we hope to get your writing. Awesome. Well, Grace, thank you so much for coming on and chatting about reading and writing, all of the stuff that you are excited about. Mm. I'm excited for the How Prize 2022, and uh, I hope everybody else is listening. So thanks for coming on, and I'll chat with you again soon. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.